Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the ITCAST Real Talk on Sex. I am your host, Nika Sherell. The ITCAST is our community outreach podcast that increases conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. This episode is brought to you by the House of Shirell, which provides educational information and a number of things and resources to the community. We have some events coming up uh, on Sunday, August 27th. We have my new signature workshop, Come Like a Boss, where you can learn to have an orgasm entirely without physical touch. So please click the QR code, check that out. We're going to have that live and in person and online so that you can be a part of the workshop and participate. Um, September 14th through the 17th is the Some of Us Fest happening in Pinecrest, California. Some of Us is the first queer women and trans wellness festival, and they focus on health and healing. I'm going to be leading my workshop, Pleasure Negotiations 101. That's going to be a lot of fun. Please come check us out. And uh, we look forward to having you as a part of these workshops. You can also check us out weekly at the Freedom Support Group. That is going to be all uh, online Sundays from 12 to 1 Pacific, and that is hosted by Ethology Collective and the House of Shirelle. Get one-on-one coaching with me by visiting my Calendly to book a free connection session, and I want to hear from you. I want to know how I can support and serve you, and we want to hear from you on the show. So ask us anything, send in your questions, put them in the chat, let us know, and stay in communication. All right. Uh, you can get access to our bonus content on patreon.com slash Nika Shirell. Subscribe to this YouTube channel and share with your community. All right. So I'm very excited about this week's topic. We are talking about real talk on legalizing sexuality. This is a beautiful conversation that we're bringing to you internationally. And in the booth today, we have Ruthra Lubega. Ruthra is a 38-year-old transgender man who is a staunch advocate for legalize for the legalization of sexuality. He is a passionate co-founder of the Positive People Initiative and co-founder of the Devon House of Hope, providing safe haven for both trans men and women impacted by HIV, AIDS, and homelessness. As a dedicated peer navigator, Ruthra is committed to breaking down barriers and ensuring that transgender individuals can access healthcare services without facing stigma or discrimination. All right, Ruthra, go ahead and join us on the show. Oh, nice to meet you. Hi. Um, I'm very happy. I thank God for this day because all along I've been playing so that God gives us the gift of lives and to be oh and i thank god that right now we have reached on this day so let us talk more about um the issues and some of the challenges we face in relationships, in sexual. So I'm very happy about that, Yam. Yeah, it's, um, we're moving forward, you know, it's a different time now and it we are still progressing. So it is wonderful. And I'm so grateful to have you on the show. I know you've shared and you've been through a number of things. And uh, everyone out there, just so that you are aware, Ruthra is coming in from Uganda. So we are having an international conversation with a wonderful human being. And um, and so they may pop on and off. But Ruthra, you are back. Um, so I was going to ask, tell us a bit about your life and your background. Um, my name's um, called Ruthra Rebecca. I'm 38 years of age. I'm HIV positive. I'm the founder of Positive People Initiative Uganda, Stroke Devin House of Hope. Uh, Devin House of Hope is a shelter for both trans men and transgender women living and affected 
by HIV AIDS and those who are homeless. Um, I myself, I was disowned by my family at the age of 15 years of age. I grew up on streets of Kampala. So all that period of, period of and the, all these years, I had no family, but I thank God that ever since I came out of the street, because by then I knew my gender identity that I'm a trans man. And although I was disowned by my family, so I had to get a strong heart. Right now I know that I have a family, it is a rainbow family. Yeah. Um, I grew up on streets of Kampala. I faced many challenges in my life till right now. In year 2015 is when I knew that I'm HIV positive. Um, what I can say or what I can tell the public, the only option by the time I was on streets or by the time I was homeless, the only option I had to sustain my life, I used to be a sex worker at the age of 15 years. Um, I used to sleep with, with every woman I across because by then there was the only option how, how, how I could survive my life. Um, so in the year, in the year 2012 is when I met a beautiful woman. So she told me that she will take care of me. I'll go back to school because I had no chance even. I, by that time, I had no chance of going to school. So when the woman promised me that she will take me back to school, she will be taking care of me, what I decided, I had to, we had to be together as a couple. So, um, she was not open to me about her status, but one day I saw some tabs in the tin when I told her that these tabs are for what? She became pissed off. So let alone a year passed, she became sick. Uh, I tried to take her to the hospital. Then they told him, they told her that she was not taking her medication well. After that, uh, the doctor told me that, you know, your wife is HIV positive. Um, then I was so scared by then. I was speechless. I overcried. Then the doctor told me, you know, we are going to test you. At first, I denied. So they called a counselor. A counselor, I sat with a counselor. She told me or she counseled me. Then later on, I agreed. Um, they tested me. I found when I'm HIV positive. That is the year 2016, 15. Um, The truth is, I wanted to end my life. 
but i thank god um i thank god that it did not happen what i did i sat down i revised my soul then i had to be strong with my wife and nothing could change i had to love her more than at first because i knew that both of us we have that teen virus inside our blood um in the year 2020 is when my wife passed away so when she passed away my life ended completely i faced a lot of trauma i took some fresh back about my background what i said that always god is on my side whenever i move i move with my lozal i have a lozal i'm a real catholic but all along god has been on my side so i thank god then in the year 2016 because had knew that i'm hiv positive i started to work at taso mulago and taso mbalala as a peer navigator helping out transgender persons can you tell Live- us the name of that one more time what is it pardon what was the name of the organization you just mentioned um then it is a hospital it is a government hospital okay yeah. so i used to work as a peer navigator helping out transgender persons living and affected by hiv aids because it was my dream and when i knew that i'm hiv positive i faced many challenges and still when i look back the challenges i faced when i was disowned by my family at the age of 15 years so that thing brought trauma at the same time my heart to be strong is when i decided that there are more transgender persons who are disowned by their family and still they are infected by hiv aids mm-hmm. is when i decided to work for my community to take care about all transgender persons living with hiv aids yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you. You know, and everything that you just shared, there's a lot of the conversation around shame and secrecy and not being able to talk about these things um publicly, medically. So the work that you're providing is incredible. Can we talk a little bit about trans visibility? You were saying there's so many people who have been kicked out and who are going through things there. what is it yeah let's talk a little bit about that um i myself like what i can say or what i've seen in our country as we trans gender persons i'm sorry like the only thing right, right now i can say the challenge as we trans gender persons all the visibility has with transgender persons living with hiv aids uh, the big number they are still in closet 
they don't want to come out to tell the public that they are, they are HIV positive. Um, that is the main biggest challenge we have. And I thank God that God gave me a strong heart, I myself, to come out to tell the public that I'm HIV positive. So I'm the voice of the voiceless. Yeah, <laughs> I want, um, I'm the voice of the voiceless to those transgender persons living and affected by HIV AIDS. Whenever they see that I'm open with my status, they are going to become more strong and to come out of closet so that they take properly their medication to see that in 2030, we shall kick out of HIV. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that, thank you. Voice for the voiceless. Um, so I know just recently there was the Anti-Homosexuality Act that happened there in Uganda. And one of the things I, I want to talk about what that, like how has that impacted the country, the politics of it, um, and how has that affected the community? Um, uh, thank you for that good question. Um, ever since the bill was signed, uh, the community at large, we have faced many challenges, most especially transgender persons. Because the big number of trans women and trans men are homeless here in Uganda. Yeah. On top of that, like, I myself, I'm giving you an example because I'm the voice of the voiceless. Because others right now, they are sleeping, but we have got the chance that I can talk on behalf of them. Um, we are denied medication. The government is no longer uh, giving health services to any transgender person. When they are close to see you, they arrest you, all the community, they can beat you up. Um, ever since the bill was signed, I, as myself, I've been indoors for almost six months without moving anywhere, but it hurts me a lot. Um, it hurts me a lot because I used to do community work, like delivering prep, HIV medication, counseling, I'm no longer doing my work because my work, I used to work as a peer navigator in the community. Yeah. Um, since the bill was signed, the number is increasing. The number of homeless LGBT people is increasing because some are being, uh, some are disowned by their families. Others, they are, they are chasing out of them, the houses, others, um, they are no longer working. They cannot afford rent. And when it comes to like our shelter, um, living out of hope, I'm the only oldest at the shelter. I'm 38 years, but others are youth, transgender persons. 
um, they have never got a chance to go back to school. As I told you at first about my story, I myself am not educated enough, but I thank God that I know the little English, which I can speak to you, then you understand what I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, when it comes like the bill affected, if the landlord finds out that you are a bit chuchu person, still the landlord, the government has to take the landlord to prison. Wow. Wow. Um, if the landlord knows that you belong to LGBT community, if the rent of the house you used to pay like $200, the landlord has to double that rent to pay to pay um, to pay, he has to double the rent mm -hmm. so that he is quiet. So I think oh. that is that is uh, let me say that wow. even the landlords are doing corruption or are involved in corruption because you cannot double the what the rent. And at the same time it be good if the landlord knows you that you belong to LGBT community. And he or she doubles the rent. At a certain side, it is good. Yeah, because the landlord knows what you are. And he or she, she's keeping you to be self, although she's increasing the what? The rent. Yeah. Right. So safety. Like yeah. Corruption and safety. That's wow. Do you do you feel like you're putting yourself in danger by having this conversation? Pardon? By being a part of this conversation, by doing the work you do and being on this episode, do you feel like you are putting yourself in harm's way? Um, what I can say, I myself, I'm strong. Yeah. Yeah. Although we are in a tough time or we are struggling, but the youth we are making or we are struggling, the youth transgender persons who are the youth transgender persons so that they find when we have built a strong background within that trans community. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Paving the way so that the youth can come after us and have a completely different experience in their lives. That's what we are doing. I love it. Building that foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this has certainly like brought tears to my eyes a few times. Um, I think this is a good time to talk about Devon's House of Hope and supporting the trans community in Uganda and how people can contribute and give and, and support what's happening or support fighting what's happening. Pardon? Can you talk more about the GoFundMe and Devon's House of Hope? Yeah, um, uh, Devin House of Hope is a shelter for both transgender persons living and affected by HIV AIDS. Uh, I'm the founder and we are going to make one year of anniversary on 25th August. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, uh, 
I thank God for that and I thank Devin Lewis Nala Christopher Black Trans Travel Funds and Rhodes. They have been a big background of our shelter ever since I opened up the shelter. I met them, I met Nala Devin in the year 2022 in Nairobi. It was my first time I myself to travel from another country. Yeah, so I found them in Kenya. Uh, even I was scared because I had no passport. I had no transport. But I thank God that I reached in Nairobi and I met them. So when I met them, we discussed a lot of stories. And still, my stories concerning my life, because by then, I had nowhere to sleep. And sometimes, like, I look at the old pics in the yard, 2019, 2020, the way I used to look like as if I was a mad person. Sometimes speaks, even enough times I cry. So ever since I met Devin, Nala, uh, Black Trans Travel Funds, Rhodes, uh, my life changed and the life of transgender persons in Uganda changed. Uh, they have been so supportive from day one until today. Yeah. So I take this opportunity. I wish in Uganda we had such leaders like Devin, Nala, or such organization like Black Trans Travel Funds, Roads, right now, our community would, would have been strong. Yeah. yeah, because they are so supportive. Even if I send a message that today we don't have food, at least they struggle a lot so that they get for us what to eat. Because our organization, like Positive People Initiative Uganda, Devin House of Hope, we have never, never received the funds. Mm. Yeah. And I take this opportunity once again. You know, like, if God decides to meet someone, who is willing to take care of you or to take care of the community, at times you have to kneel down and you play because that is a big blessing. Like uh, Nala, Devin, I used like to say that hey, in life I don't have a family, I don't have a mother, a dad, a brother over like uh, 23 years I've never seen my family totally and it used to hurt me a lot but ever since I met those people my life changed I have a god mother I have a god brother whenever I call they respond in time Nala responds as a mother, Devin responds as a brother. So I'm so grateful about that. Mm. Yeah.
Wow. Wow. I think that's so beautiful. The idea, you know, the, we have the conversation of chosen family over here when, you know, the people who you were born with and then there's the people who you choose to have in your life. But I love what you said about, you know, Godmother, Godfather, God brothers. It's like these are your family chosen by God. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. Um, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm so touched right now and, and I'm so grateful for you sharing these things. Um, so have you, um, I guess, how can people find like, how can people get access to the resources from Devon's House of Hope or any of the other things that you do? Pardon? How can people get access to the resources at Devon's House of Hope? Or are you able to provide new resources right now? Um, I myself to provide resources to the shelter, I've not got to that point clearly. Is the shelter able to provide assistance to the trans community there right now? Um, right now, what I can say, we can. Because when you see your, like, when your fellow transgender person calls, that he or she doesn't have the place where you have to, say, to stay. You cannot, you cannot chase her or him away. At least we have to share the little we have, we have. Um, right now, our shelter, we are 25 transgender persons and the place is small because um, we have other projects we have to do, but the only resource we have right now as I mentioned, I myself, I cannot provide resources to the shelter. Yeah, I cannot. I have to first call Devin either to write an email confirming him that we are lacking this and this at the shelter is when we get resources. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do a call to action for everyone out there who is watching and listening right now. Devin's House of Hope is hitting one year on August 25th. So I want you to go to the QR code, go to Devin's House of Hope uh, on GoFundMe and make a $25 donation. Make a $25 donation today to support their one-year anniversary on the 25th and just contribute to really supporting a community that is deeply in need. I had to say that because we got to acknowledge and celebrate the growth that you've made and the yeah. power that you've put into this. Oh, thank you so much. And we are waiting for that day because like, at times I take a flashback. Devin House of Hope to make a year. It has hosted many transgender persons. We have a place we call home. That is Devin House. So I thank God about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, let's see. So we have a question. Is it possible to get gender affirming care in Uganda? How do transgender folks get affirming care? Um, we cannot. Yeah. yeah. It is very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love what this question is pointing to looking at an international level. You know, this really is a, a question of, <laughs> I was, they say that you can't get it in the U.S. either. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Um, but I, I will say, you know, there's an element of privilege that we have in the States and in a number of places that do have, um, a more welcoming environment to people who are trans or in the LGBTQ community. And there are places that don't have these privileges. So to look at the, like this question is so beautiful because where, what does that mean? How is it possible? And then how can we have that be a global phenomenon? How can everyone get to it? Like have an enjoyable life. Like how can we all, be happy <laughs> and um, healthy and taken care of. Um, for me, what I can say right now, I can be smiling or happy when I'm talking with you. But but after this show, I'm going to be in stress. Because in Uganda, we transgender persons, we don't have freedom anymore. We don't have freedom. The big number, people, they are indoors. Even getting body exercise, it is very, very difficult because we sleep from morning during daytime, morning, night, we have to sleep. Like at our shelter, like today, I have to, I'm going to be awake the whole night because it is my turn to keep others safe. So today, let me say that I'm a security guard because every day, uh, like we we select each member to be awake the all night. Wow! Wow! To keep us strong. So the reason as why we did that, um, in kind of attack I have to alarm so that others they get up so which means we are not safe at all yeah yeah you know as I was reading about the bill I came across the the points where it's like you can get 10 20 or even a whole lifetime sentence in prison for being in like being LGBTQ or being trans, being LGBTQ, supporting that community. Any of those things could land you time in prison. And what I'm hearing is that whether you are in prison or not, you're still in prison. Yeah, like I myself, they have imprisoned me almost like uh, seven times and my face is very common. So whenever they are close to see me, they can take me back. So that's why like um, every time if someone needs to talk to me, that person cannot get me reason why they can track either my phone and WhatsApp is not safe. I use other apps which are safe because here in Uganda still uh, they are tracking WhatsApp, calls, what, what. So actually we are not safe. But on God's sake, Right now, God is the one keeping us safe. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, have another comment says, there must be so much fear in getting HIV treatment if you are transgender. And I'm hearing fear is kind of on the low end of it. (laughs) There's so much more. Yeah, we face many challenges, but we have to be strong. Mm-hmm. Right now, although we are in difficult time, but other youth transgender persons, yeah. so at times I sit down like, one day I told uh, my fellow members at the shelter, I told them that, please, what you have to know, be strong. Then more of these people are hurting us or they are discriminating us as if they are advocating for trans community. You get, because like, let me give an example. I'm sorry to say this. Many people like in Uganda, uh, they, did know, they did not know about transgender persons. Like if they see a woman dressing like a man, or oh, the peerless of a woman is like a man. They say, ah, that woman grew up like a, a man. They call that woman Chakula Sajja. So <laughs> that word Chakula Sajja is in Luganda that, ah, that woman looks like a man. So they used to discriminate a lot, but although we are facing challenges, but still they are advocating for us. You ever know that? You, we ever know that one day we shall get a president of Uganda who will as, accept our gender identity. You get. So that means, although we are in hate, but people still, other government is advocating for transgender persons, even if like, um. Um, a family or um, any family relative, if they are close to see their children behaving the way they said how the transgender persons behave, so it like they won't be scared because they have ever heard about that. You get, you know, like. Um, here in Uganda, we say that in bad times, there are some good things you get. Or in bad times, there are some good things you learn. You get. Uh, still, if a person or a parent or any guardian produce a transgender person, that person, or that parent or any guardian can say, oh, I've ever heard about transgender persons, which means our kid or our children or our child is a transgender person. So as if they are advocating for our community to make a strong background with the youth, we, tra, youth transgender persons or upcoming transgender persons, yeah. Yeah. Yes. What do you, oh, sorry. What do you want to see for the youth, the trans youth in Uganda? Um, for me, what I can say, as myself, because the big number of youth at our shelter. Like we elders, we have to show them that we are strong and we believe in ourselves. The more we make ourselves to be strong, the elders, like I myself, the more we are going to make them to be proud. I think you have got my point. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yes. Uh, standing on the backs of giants. Uh, um, I'm just so, so moved by having an opportunity to speak with you about this. I know there's so much going on inside of that world that, like, for me over here and the people that I work with, we don't get to view inside of that. And so for you opening that up and like, I love the way you said being strong. There's part of me that's like, oh, you know, like to acknowledge you for being brave, but your bravery is, it doesn't do it justice. And that's not it. You know, it's like, like the strength that it takes to do this day after day. That's what it is. And it's so phenomenal. Like, I have a story and I'm going to send a link to you. Yes. Um, in 2021, it was December, I was arrested. They took me to police. But they told me so when I, they reached when they took me at the police so the policemen and the head of the police station they got confused are you a man are you a woman i told the, the head of the police when you see my appearance what do you see that you were man. So I told, then they told me, that's the truth. Fine, your appearance, you look to be, you a man. But down your private parts, do you have two types of private parts for a male and a female? I told the head of the police, I don't have that answer, but I was born this way. So then they told me that remove whatever thing you have in your pocket, in your jacket. What I did, I I did my phone inside my boxer. So they told me that. I think you don't have any remaining thing. I told them that, yeah, I don't have. So had hidden my phone in the box. Wow. (laughs) When I reached in the cell that day, the way they treated me and the challenges I faced I fasted when I was in that cell. I took a live video on Facebook. I called someone. One of my friends is in USA. Is called Christine. I told Christine, please, you just help me. I want to record or I want to go live to show the world how transgender persons are being treated when they are in cells or prison in Uganda. Christine told me, how are you going to do it? I told her, please, I entered with a phone. (laughs) 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 So I told Christine, Christine, don't mind. I entered with a phone. Then Christine told me, how did you enter with it? I told he, I told her, I kept it inside my box, sir. So I thank God, Christine yeah. made it with a live Facebook. I described the way we are treated in prison and the video even the video went viral. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and I'm going to send that thing to you. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, I think when you see that video, it is the evidence, the real evidence, how transgender person are being treated in Uganda. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Thank you. I just love, I just love that story. That was phenomenal. Uh, someone, uh, people are asking, is it on YouTube? Is it on Instagram? Um, and uh, you said it was a Facebook live. We're going to get the link and we'll make sure to put it in the, um, in the description and the comments, um, as soon as we can. Um, that I just have, that's phenomenal. It's, um, it shouldn't be funny in the way that you told it. Like you're so proud of of being able to do it. And I respect that because that is like, that is, that is real. And that's real danger. And for you putting yourself out there and showing the world this, I can't wait to see it and share it and have it make a difference as well. Oh. Um, and uh, is there, does the video have a name? Yeah, the video has a name, and there is a certain post, like, you know, I have many stories. Uh, my my life and my journey, has, although has been very difficult, but at times when I tell you my stories, you can laugh when you are feeling a lot of pain inside your heart. Uh, That's true. So one day still, I'm going, oh, I'm going to send those links. One day the police still arrested me. So the police woman told me that, how do you do your sex? I was very pissed off. Right? <laughs> yeah. Then uh, the st- I kept quiet when the policewoman asked me about it. When the, then a policeman told me, how do you do your sex? The only thing I answered because I was very, very pissed off the way they undressed me. I told the police officer, if you want to know how Again, they'll be back in just a second. That was the perfect cliffhanger. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So, so you told the police officer what? So I told the police officer if you want to know how we are doing our sex, give me your wife. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that story still is written on the. <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> yeah that, that that story is written still on facebook i told the police officer if you need to know how we do our sex you give me your what your wife that she will tell you how we do it oh if she remains with me is when you are going to accept that I'm a man. So after that statement, they beat me a lot. You said they beat you a lot? Yeah. Now, by then they undressed me. They did every big bad thing to me, but still, I told them, although you beat me, but I'm very strong, strong. Because you wanted to know how we do your sex, our sex. So that's when I decided to tell you, give me your wife. I take her home. If she comes back to you, is when you, you are not going, if she comes back to you, she will tell you what she has seen. But I know she will be satisfied so 
<laughs> she ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Yep. That is the absolute best comeback I've ever heard for the kind of rude, distasteful crap that is being thrown. That was the best. And that's, I have so many feelings right now about the fact that that resulted in violence. Part of me wants to say that you know, there's a, a sign to the whole conversation around freedom of speech and how, you know, like to be able to say that without being beaten and harassed and a number of other things. And then also looking at it um, from a, a multitude of perspectives and just how police are not protecting the community. They're oppressing the community. And there's yeah. a huge difference. Uh, okay. Um, we are at about the end of our hour. Uh, I'm going to do another shout out for anybody who is new listening or wants the info again. Uh, Devin's House of Hope, which has a GoFundMe up right now. You can go there, uh, support, drop $25 in for their tw- uh, for their first anniversary on the 25th. Uh, I believe we also have uh, Nala.com where you can send money to Africa as well if you'd rather go through there. And I believe we'll have some information around that. But please contribute. Uh, please give generously and make a difference in what's going on with people who are also in this conversation and in the community. Um, would you like to say anything else before we wrap up, Ruthra? Yeah. Uh, right now, I know many people are going to watch this. How can I call it? A video or what? Yeah. So we are on YouTube and we are also um, YouTube and Facebook. And then if they want to listen to the audio, they can um, go to our, they can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Pocket Cast, across all the audio platforms under the It Cast. And you can also look the work up uh, under at Nika Shirell. Um, so please, yes, tell your people and I'll make sure that you have the links that you can share and everything to get it out there for everyone. Um, and for anyone, uh, watching the video right now, you can click the QR code and follow us on Spotify as well as subscribing to the YouTube channel. Um, uh, you told me that, uh, what I can say right now. Uh, many people have been watching us. I thank God about that. But uh, this message goes to every transgender persons worldwide. Believe in yourself. Whatever thing you do, God has to be the first. Because I myself, ever since I knew I'm HIV positive, being a transgender person, and when you are HIV positive, it is very, very difficult. If you don't have a strong heart, you might end up your life. Because you face many challenges in life. People, they can discriminate you being a transgender person. People can discriminate you being HIV positive. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. I myself, I came to know my status 
when I'm 26 years of age. Right now, I'm 38 years. Um, if I was not believing in myself, I would have ended up my life. Every day, every time, many problems, many challenges are being, or oh, we face many challenges in our lives. So take this note that you are loved. You are important to the community. Yeah. Wow. Rude. And you can develop the community. Mm -hmm. Reason, the reason is why I've said these points is right now, like here in Uganda, all the advocacy I'm doing for HIV, many people, they communicate to me. They need counseling. Mm. I'll be back in just a second. There we go. Continue. Yeah, many people, they communicate to me, they need counseling, which means that although I'm HIV positive, but still I'm doing important work to the community. Yeah. Yeah. If you are there when you are HIV positive, stop thinking that you are hopeless. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, another part or another what I could say to the community or to the, our fellow transgender persons um, get tested, go for HIV testing. If you found out that you are HIV positive, take your medication in time. I'm um, an example. If I was not taking well my medication, you see how I look. <laughs> like, even if you put me in uh, a thousand people and you tell them that he always positive, people cannot know that I'm positive, I'm HIV positive. Mm -hmm. The only option I do is I take well my medication and HIV is not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rudra, thank Be you. Like take your medication in time. Be strong. Yeah. We have other work to do to raise the trans community all over the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. All over the world. I love it. Ruthra, thank you so much for this conversation. You are a gem and I am so grateful for everything that you've provided for all of the listeners, for the community, as we learn, grow, and love together. Your voice is a phenomenal contribution. So I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done and everything you're doing. Yeah, okay. All I'm right. The link which I told you, the video which I took when I'm at the police. Yeah. Uh, so that oh, they see 
how yeah. I myself have suffered, eh? yeah. but still strong. Yes, still strong. Being disowned at 15 years of age, sleeping on streets over 10 years, and still being HIV positive. Yeah. So, let me say that whenever I take a flashback, I say that I'm a hero. I call myself that I'm a hero of my life because I have that strong heart. Yeah. 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 Okay, to all of our viewers and listeners, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. The ITCAST is our community outreach podcast that increases diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. Our upcoming events on August 27th, we have Come Like a Boss, where you can learn to have an orgasm entirely without physical stimulation. Please check out the QR code and sign up for that below. That will be live and online. So uh, tickets are limited and definitely join us for that. On September 14th through the 17th, Pleasure Negotiations 101, I'm going to be leading at the Some of Us Festival in Pinecrest, California. The Some of Us Festival is the first queer women and trans wellness festival that specifically focuses on wellness and healing. So check them out at the QR code, someofusfest.com. You can always check out our weekly support group all online Sundays from noon to one Pacific. And that is co-hosted by Ethology Collective and the House of Sherelle. If you want to get one-on-one coaching with me, you can click the Calendly to book a free connection session. Thank you so much for your questions and your comments every episode. We want to hear from you. Please continue to stay in touch and Get access to our bonus content on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nika Shirell. Learn more about our work at theitcast.com. Subscribe to this channel and share with your global community. Thank you so much for being here this week, and we will see you on the next show.